Hello everyone, this is Alicia Carver with Women Tech Talk. And in this episode, we are interviewing women from OSCON 2017 and O'Reilly's Conference, which I was invited to to speak at. I hope you like this episode. So my first person and your name? Tracy. Tracy. Um, and Tracy, what do you do in technology? I am a program mentor at Flatiron School, which is a coding boot camp based in New York City. Um, and I'm also a code whisperer, beginning developer uh, in Ruby, uh, Rails, and JavaScript. You from New York? No, oh my I'm God. not. I'm actually originally what? from Mississippi. Really? I live in Austin, but I'll be visiting New York now. Okay, because I'm from the city. I'm from that big apple, girl. Mm, let, me, let me get that New York town out of me. <laughs> so how can women change the tech community? Stand up more and stop being so afraid. Um, the majority of them don't want to be in spaces that they don't deem safe because either they're encountering too many men, they have too many programmers around that don't want to acknowledge that they even exist, or they don't feel that they do exist or that they can do the job that they've just started or that they've been doing for years. Um, So yeah, stand up. Stop being afraid. Well, you know that if we do do that, you know that it hurts us in the long run when we speak up. I've been at my last job and the reason why I'm not there, I was told I was... um, and I was tenacious and there was nothing positive about me being tenacious and aggressive. I was just doing my job and that was being a product manager. So if a man was to do the same thing and you probably knew some people at your job that was men. It's perfectly fine. Okay. It's either that or I'm usually one of one of five women at my job or maybe the only minority at, in the building of like 90 to 100 people. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, ain't it? It is. Yeah, but it doesn't stop. It doesn't. I'm used to it. Anymore. Right, right. At this point, you're like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. So see you later. Mm-hmm. So now you're at a new company. Are you happy with what you... I am. I work remotely and I deal with students all day, um, basically making sure that they don't make the same mistakes that I did when I started the program um, and that they get set up for success. So I absolutely love it. Thank you, Tracy. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Hello, everybody. This is Alicia Carr at the OSCONF 2017 conference in Austin, Texas. And here I'm speaking to Ashley. And Ashley, please introduce yourself to us. Uh, my name is Ashley McNamara, and I am a principal technologist at Pivotal. Wow. I love that. She said Pivotal. <laughs> so, Ashley, um, what can we do to change the way 
we are seeing or perceive in technology as women? We, we need to be more vocal, more at the front lines, um, be out there contributing to open source and, and talk about it on Twitter, on Facebook, on your social media profiles. Uh, we, we need to talk about what we're doing and uh, not let men take credit for us. So you have some experience with, with what we're talking about right now? As I, absolutely, I am extremely vocal. Uh, I'm all, I'm, I tweet all the time. So have you had an experience where a man sees you as being a threat or being too vocal? Um, I mean, not, I, haven't, uh, I don't think I've been seen as a threat, per se, but I think that definitely too vocal, I could see that, mm -hmm. where somebody's like, oh, I might not want to say the wrong thing to Ashley because she might tweet some shit. <laughs> um, so I could see, I could see that, but... For the most part, I'm, I feel pretty accepted. I mean, you do have situations like when you're in a meeting and you say something and then it, and then nobody hears you, but then a dude says the same thing and people are like, oh, that's a really great idea. <laughs> so, I mean, you do like, I feel like there's, it's not outright sexist towards me, but there's definitely like subtle sexism. Where you're at a booth doing booth duty because everyone has to do it, marketing people, engineers, and people are like, "Hey, where's the technical person here?" Y yes, exactly. And like, oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, I that's me. Your yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you, Ashley. Hello, this is Alicia Carr, and I'm at OshConf in Austin, Texas, and I'm here with Dee Parker. And Dee, can you introduce yourself for me? Oh, okay. I'm Dee Parler. Parler. <laughs> and I'm the co-founder of Women in Linux. Oh, wow! <laughs> and how did you get that started? Well, actually, me and, uh, my co-founder, Tamika Reed, she's been in Linux for 17 years, and I was the only one of her friends that was interested in what she was doing. And so she showed me Linux. I fell asleep on Linux, <laughs> and but we it, it sparked something inside of me that made me pivot and think about some things in my career. So really, that's how oh, we. That is amazing. So you love it? Do you like it? Do you like being called a coder? Well, I don't code. I'm I'm more operationals. Okay. Um, I'm more uh, UI, UX, customer experience type of stuff. I, I what I do know from my journey that I I I wasn't good in system administration. That wasn't my thing. I'm more people facing. Mm -hmm. However, I have enjoyed my journey. I have enjoyed being able to put my hands on so many things in technology and um, see what's out there and discover tech in all things. So I'm going to ask you this question. How does women affect technology? You know, women affect technology in so many ways. And I think the biggest way is just our perspective on things and um, having that different perspective means a lot when it comes to building, building innovation and I think technology needs that different perspective in building. Have you had that experience where women, you know, you have your perspective dealing with certain um, um, situations? I, I mean, all the time. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. But, you know, sometimes you just have to speak up. You know, I had a conversation last night uh, with a guy about masks because he was like, you guys are just out there. Are you not embarrassed? I was like, why? You know, why be embarrassed of my truth and who I am and what's going on? I said, when you've seen what I've seen in this industry, you just don't care. Right. You got to do what you got to do. So.
Thank you, Dee. Thank you for having me. Tamika at um, OzConf in Austin, and Tamika, why don't you introduce yourself to me? Uh, so I'm Tamika Reed, originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and, <laughs> and also I, I've been, I've traveled all over in terms of where I've lived, uh, but I, I founded a nonprofit called Women in Linux, and also the CTO Academy. But Women in Linux is like more my focus right now. And that's to get more women of, of color and really more women, period, um, into technology, but from an infrastructure and a Linux perspective, ops perspective, if you want to say that. Um, so been in 17 years and only found one other woman like in the past, I guess, one other woman this year, and maybe throughout my 17 years, only found five. Wow, wow. And this is amazing because mm -hmm. um, I found y'all, I believe I found y'all on Twitter, and I mm -hmm. was like, what the hell? I was like, right. <laughs> it was just like, okay, they've grown their little network, and right. I was like, really, really impressed. Right. So I'm going to ask this question. Um, let's see. How does women affect technology? Uh, so, what, what, from my experience, uh, so I can't say it's a positive experience either, right? Right, right. Like, so I'm gonna go with what what I what I've what I have what I've what I've experienced, right. and what can be changed. Um, so what I've experienced is most of the time you walk into the room and it's like, should you be there? So I give you a, a good example of this. Um, I, when I was in college, and this happened to me in Seattle, I walked into the classroom, I sat down. And the teacher was like, we're getting ready to start our class. I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to start. He was like, no, you can't use the computer in here. You got to go to another lab. I said, I said, no, this is a computer science class, right? It was my Java class. He's like, yeah. He's like, but I've never seen a black woman or, or any woman of any color in, in my classroom, so I'm going to go check. So he left the classroom, and he went to check to see if I was supposed to be in the classroom. Wow. So going forward, for me, that has always been the case. So I, 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 I literally look at it and laugh because it's just like, oh, you don't think I'm supposed to be here. You know, he's like, I just never seen a woman and then ne never a black woman that's that was in my classroom. He's like, I, he's like, I don't want to know how you got started. But so how does that fast forward answering your question? How does that affect if I if he would have had more women and more women in color in his classrooms before that he would have never asked that question. Exactly. So so that's how we how we affect that change. You know, is you provide when you see some when you see more and it may not even you interact with them, but just seeing them. So that's why it's important for for us to show up at conferences. That's why it's important for us to, sh to show up whatever you think that you're not supposed to be or they think you're not supposed to be, to show up. Yeah. I don't care if you don't learn nothing but one thing is more than what yeah. you learned yeah. yesterday. Yes, it has. Yes. So. I mean, that's just so empowering because I know my struggles as being a right. woman iOS developer and the number of women of color doing it is very, very small. Right. And, you know, just getting my foot in the door is 
not as easy because one I'm black, one I'm a woman, and one I'm old as hell. Right. You know, saying the age age has a lot. Right, and I and I talk and I touch on that. Yeah, um, I think a lot of initiatives out here are for the millennials, yes. and they kind of leave out the woman that's between the age of thirty to fifty. Yeah, um, and so that's a big constant struggle. Like, what they're where are you supposed to be? What are you supposed to do and how you're supposed to maneuver and how you're supposed to transition. Yeah. What you did 10 years ago, you're not doing it anymore or you don't want to do it anymore. Right, and you want right. to go somewhere else. But what can you what can right. you do and where can you go? Right. Where's that? Where's that platform? And, and everyone always talks about a mentor and I never had one. So I, I look to mentor other women, but I also look to mentor myself. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I look to mentor myself like I can't wait for you to be my mentor. I got to look and see what's happening. I got to look and see what's going on and I gotta go dive and if I dive off the cliff and hit a rock that's all right because I'm gonna keep on living because this is just a virtual reality type of situation so so you gotta keep that going so I always look you know people's like well who I'm I I need a mentor I'm like well sometimes you gotta mentor yourself and sometimes you gotta look and see what's going on and 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 sometimes the mentor may not even be a woman well you know what and I found out this too Anybody can be a mentor. Anybody can be a mentor. Anybody can be a mentor. Anybody. And don't have, you don't have to be that person that's doing what's in your field. Right. Because I have so many different mentors. And like you said, there were men who were not black. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't look for the color. Yeah, exactly. It, was, so it, it was, may not be that. Were, it may not be that color. All, all the yeah. world, so. Thank you, girl. Thank you, Tamika. I'm You're so welcome. sorry. I'm, I'm going really <laughs> to talk you. Don't okay, there. that's fine. <laughs>
and I've always been the person in the office who everybody comes to and says, wait, why am I not able to log in? Do you have your caps lock on? <laughs> oh, you're so smart. So yeah, I've, I've been the one talking to the users, yeah. the people out there who actually use this stuff and seeing days. all those problems that people have. Yeah, I remember those days. Oh, yeah. Help their support and, and being yeah. told that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, that's like very common with that. So yeah. I want to ask you this question. Okay. What can we do to change the way we are seen in technology? And I know this is like that talk we had, me and um, Anna yeah. was past our path, our path cross, husbands and husband, wife and wife, um, cross in, um, was it Florence, Italy? Right. Icon. Icon Italia. Yeah. And so it was amazing because I talked first and she came right after me and I was like, oh my God, who is this woman? <laughs> and you know, talking like what I'm talking and she's uh -huh. like, and I was so like, like an ah. Uh, with Anna right now, and I like I think we're like now probably probably as close of a friend through Twitter as possible. There you go. Yeah. So how do you? So how do um? How do we change the women in the view of women in technology? Yes. Uh, it's a process of all of us working together, women and men, to change it to get more visuals of women coders out there, more women speakers, more women out there being visible in the community. Because one of the problems that we have is we don't see enough of women in technology. And so we think that they there aren't any. And so we have to challenge those preconceptions visually to get through to our brains that hey, we are actually here. In fact, we were here before the men were, back with the ENIAC days. Women were the ones who figured out the circuit diagrams and figured out how to actually program the ENIAC. Hardware was the men's thing. Yes, right. Women were the ones who were doing the programming. Well, they considered them secretarial work. Right, they, the con they considered coding to be secretarial because it was typing. Right. And so we've been here all along. We invented the compiler. We invented programming in the first place. Ada Lovelace was the one who came up with the first actual algorithm yeah. for the uh, difference engine number two yes. for how to calculate Bernoulli numbers. It's We've been here. It's just a matter of being visible. And so one of the things I have to say to women out there, don't self-select out when there are calls for participation at conferences. Don't wait for an invite. Submit proposals. And you don't have to be the expert. You, men will say, hey, I've used this once. I can do a talk on it. Women will say, I didn't write the book. Therefore, I can't talk about this. So don't self-select out. Yes. Find something you are using and you're excited about and go talk about it and you will help to change the stereotypes that we all have. Yeah, and ignore the rejections. You know, uh, yeah, I, I we you. all get rejections. My husband, who's an internationally known speaker and gets invited to keynotes, he got rejected to PyCon. So we all get rejected, so ignore those. 
that's nothing to do with you. That's just the, the program committee has so many things that they have to go through and they have to put together a program that works. It's not about you. Yes, that's true. And I mean, it's the, yeah. it's the fact that we need to get seen and heard. And yes, more, we do. And, and we need to put ourselves out, out there, there, too. Yes. And uh, honestly, in the tech community right now is a prime time to do it because they're looking for how to do it, too. They're looking for how, how to get us it. in. Yes, they are. And so yes, they, are. they will work with us if we will get over our own they imposter will. syndrome exactly. that we have. Hit it on the button, girl. Hit so, it on the button. So it, it's great. We just got to get out there and take advantage of that opportunity that we've got right now. And teach our sisters, teach our daughters. What a why. Yeah. Sisters, what a why, man. There but you go. Thank you so much, Anne. Anna, sorry. Anna. That's okay. <laughs> thank you, Alicia. Thank you. Oscon 2017 in Austin, Texas, and I am here with Great. Amy, uh, and Amy is from Sydney, Sydney Australia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said so. Oh, sorry. so Amy. 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 I got yeah. Amy. Okay, Amy. Tell me. Give me your name again, because I'm butchering it as bad as I am. <laughs> well, how and and what do you do? Uh, so my name's Amy Murray. And I do solutions architecture for like large websites in Australia. Um, there's actually quite a couple of articles out there about some of the projects I've worked on. A uh, recent one I did was doing the solutions architecture for the New South Wales State Library, which I was really, really proud to say that I was the female technical lead. We had a female UX lead and we had a female content lead. Wow. Yeah. And so how did you get into technology? I started... I liked robots when I was a kid, so I started coding, but, and this was back in, back in the 80s, and in the 90s when I was going through high school, they were like, oh, you're a woman and you're technical, so you should become a pattern maker. And I didn't grow up in a wealthy area, a university wasn't an option, so I started working in factories, making clothing. And the computers kept on breaking, because computers were just getting in, AS400 systems and that were in there, so they kept on breaking down, and I'd be like, I can fix this. So then I started fixing and it was actually a male friend of mine who was like, you know, Amy, you taught me what the internet was. I'm getting paid three times as much as you. You're fixing all these computers on factory wage. So that's how I got in. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, girl, you got some, girl, I'm impressed with that. So uh, how does women affect technology? I think the I think the most important thing when we talk about diversity in technology, the big reason it is is because when people design technology, if there's just a room of white men sitting there, then there's a lot of things that they're not thinking about because it doesn't affect their life, that affects our life. So I think by having us at that table is how we can actually get technology that doesn't just work for one type of person but actually works for everybody i think that's the most important thing as technology becomes ubiquitous in our life right and so you you see it as well as i do that the hand the hands of who's touching this is women yeah you know and the, the fact that you know 
just our talents to be able to because I'm, I'm hearing you when you said design I'm like hell you know we, we design clothes and we design yeah. shoes but we know men do the same thing but yet women buy the product yeah and that's that's a big thing exactly yeah when we you know there's I mean there's been so many technology failures because it has literally been a group of men, men sitting there and just not thinking about it um, and not also thinking about the things that we need, the things like, one thing I really don't like is at the moment, you know, people are talking about this whole, oh, we need more women to speak, so let's create a list of women. And Have I'm you like, seen that? Yeah. And, and I'm like, and we were like, what the purpose of the list is like, okay, you said you put a list of women on there, but you didn't list, there was a lot of women that should have been on there. Yeah. We were very disappointed on how this article came out, and yet you didn't list the women that really has substance who have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And and it's and that's the thing. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh, here you go. Here's a list of women. Now you have no excuse. Hang on a minute. No, no, no. Come and talk to us. We're at your community events. We're at your meetups. We work with you. Yeah, Come and speak to us. Because when you start creating lists, the other thing that can be bad as well is, you know, these days on the internet, that that list could be used by somebody for a bad reason and that's bad true. purpose, right? And you're right. And you're so right. Especially yeah. when we know how things Happen. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much, darling. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Today I'm here at Oscon. I said it right, Oscon 2017 uh -huh. yep. in Austin, Texas. This is Alicia Carr, and I'm at the Stack Overflow, and I'm interviewing Abby. Hey. And Abby, can you introduce yourself for me? Yeah, so my name's Abby. Uh, Abby T. Mars is my full name. I'm currently a Director of Community Management at Stack Overflow. My God, when you said Director, yeah, she got, said, she said title. damn, Director. <laughs> and so, Abby, how did you get into technology? My tech story is, uh, I feel like everyone's tech story is pretty weird. We all start with like, well, it was a weird journey. But um, I started out in theater. I majored in uh, stage management for theater when I was in university. Uh, I knew I didn't want to be a stage manager professionally, but I didn't really have anything else I liked that I wanted to study. So I was like, all right, I'll be a theater major. Uh, so I graduated, and then as promised, I did not become a professional stage manager, but I was like, all right, I've got these skills that are about helping people come together to build something and do something cool, because that's what stage managers are all about. They're not doing a whole lot of the actual, um, you know, the arts of the building themselves, but they're about bringing together a group uh, with a goal. And so I fell into community management because I applied for a job with Stack Overflow kind of on a whim, uh, and that's what it was about. It's about helping technologists do something together and figure out what they need and, and get it to them. So mm -hmm. that's how I get there. Oh my God. I so a thing and it made a noise. Sorry. So, um, how does women affect technology? Oh man, um, I think women affect technology uh, as a group really positively. So one of my kind of pet peeves about the women in tech conversation is that there are a lot of um, there are a lot of really well-meaning people who give women advice about kind of how to do things more like the men. You know, like oh, just just you know, here's how the men do it. So just do, you know, be more aggressive or just don't be afraid to barge in there and. There's a lot that tech in general and men specifically can learn from sort of women's quote unquote way of doing things. And Everyone I, does things differently. Exactly. But, I just talked to somebody from USAA and yeah. they was like, well, there's no reason for a woman to test, 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 or test the product. I was like, the first thing is you want women to test the product. Yeah. More women are on mobile devices than there are men. Exactly. You know, we shop on it. We're 
we tweet on it, we're Facebook on it, and yeah. yet you don't want us to test the product. Exactly. I think that's, you, you want women to test the product. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are picky about what. To me, there's like there's no there's no default kind of user or default personality, and so you got to get a mix of different types of people to understand how things are going to work and how people actually use your products and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think just increasing awareness of there's not just one way to do do something. There's no one way to one right way to do technology. That's uh, that's the biggest change I think we need. Well, thank you, darling, for finding time so to interview this me. This is so fun. I am having such a good idea. This is such fun. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. And I hope to see you all soon. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Really all right. To it. Thank you. Thanks. All right, hello. Hello. This is Alicia Carr at OshCon um, in Austin, Texas, and I'm here with Taryn. And Taryn, tell me who you are and what do you do? So my name's Taryn Pratt, and I am currently a community manager at Stack And so uh, <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm up here, like pumping my hand. We're doing this, you know, like yes. It's Stack Overflow. So if anybody don't know, Stack Overflow is like this, like everything you don't know and you fuck up your damn code or your code give you an error and you're like, what the hell? So you copied up, you copy the code and you put it into Google and guess what happened? Stack Overflow comes at the very top with an answer. And so what do, how did you get into tech? So my story is kind of weird. Um, I am a self. I was self-taught. Um, I actually, when I went through college, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. So I did the whole took the LSAT, everything like that. I actually went to law school for a semester and realized I hated it. <laughs> so when I dropped out of law school, I went, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. And so I bounced around for a while and then decided that I was actually working as a customer service rep at a company. And when they posted a job to be a website developer, and I was like, I'm smart. I can do that. I've never done it before, but I can do it. So I applied for the job and I had an interview and the, the boss of the job, he interviewed me and he goes, have you ever done this before? I said, no. And he's like, well, I can't give you the job. And I'm like, well, I understand that. And so I was like, well, you're not going to really tell me no. So basically, I, uh, after I had the interview, I went out and bought some books and started learning it myself. And about a month later, he didn't have anybody that had applied for the job again, but he heard that I had done this. And so he was like, okay, we'll give you the job. So that's kind of how I wound up in tech. Wow. Kind of was like a weird way wow, into it. Wow, that's an awesome way into it. Yeah. Like, damn, that was the most easiest damn way into it. And so I'm kind of stubborn. I was like, you're not going to tell me no. I'm, I'm, I know I could do the job. <laughs> you just so, wouldn't let him say no to you until right. a couple of months later. That's right. And so um, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Um, how can women change the tech community? I think women can change the tech community by being involved in the tech community. Because, like, we, so many women are, they may be interested in it, but it's intimidating. And I fully can admit that I was very intimidated, like, when I started on Stack Overflow. I was like, I don't really want to ask or answer a question because I was like, I didn't think I was at the Good level enough. where I could actually do that. Yeah. And so I remember I remember answering questions and being scared to answer questions. And I think putting ourselves out there and doing it and being like vocal about it, that do, it's going to do a lot. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you got to just do it. You know, the problem is is that even though how much I love Stack Overflow, 
I still would like that person that if I, you know, right beside me and say, hey, listen, can you can you help me? Yeah. You know, and it's like, but still, without a doubt, you know, I'm here at OSCON, right, right in front of Stack Overflow, um, how would you say? Um, Our booth. Our booth, yes. And I like, they're awesome. <laughs> Two amazing girls that I love. You got, and I'm having such a good time talking to them. And I'd like to thank you thank for you. finding time to talk to me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. podcast you can follow me on twitter at f-i-n-e-b-l-k woman that's fine b-l-k woman on twitter and also my website which is coffeewomenandtech.com